0: Yesterday on the show, we talked a lot about the defensive scheme that Ed Donatel will install in Minnesota. Go listen to that if you uh, want a little more info about that. Today on the show, I want to talk about what sorts of players that requires and then spin that a little bit into talking about some free agents because free agency is coming up. So let's put a little wish list together here on the Lock on Lightnings podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find this show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. Thanks so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day each and every day. And today on the show, I want to talk about some free agents. I want to talk about, I want to put together a little wish list. Um, I, I want to kind of identify all the positions of need and we're going to, we're going to stick to defense here because there's a lot of positions of need on defense, right? They need a linebacker, probably two, they need three corners. They need a safety. They need an edge rusher. They need like the whole roster. They got like four players in place and that's it. Um, so some level of that needs to be addressed in free agency. I don't think you can just afford to sit free agency out, which means you gotta make the cap space. we talked a lot about that, but assuming you have made some cap space, Let's talk about who the Vikings actually might want to look at, who fits this scheme now, um, and maybe put together a little wish list. This is just a brainstorm. I am by no means saying the Vikings need to sign each and every one of these players. That would be insane. Um, But let's put together a a little bit of a list. Some of these guys are expensive, some not so much. I'm not really worried about if the Vikings would be able to afford them or if they would fit in the cap plan. The way I see it is let's put together the list of people we want and then figure out how to get as many of them as possible. But we probably shouldn't, like, keep somebody off the wish list because, oops, they might cost too much. Because what if they don't cost too much, right? So let's just focus on the player right now. We'll, we'll deal with the cap stuff later. Um, and so to do that, we got to first kind of understand the positions in a Fangio defense. The position names, I'm going to be using these throughout the entire time this defense is here in Minnesota. So we got to get to know these names a little bit. So let me run down them w- real quick for you. But if you miss this or forget or whatever, um, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll come back to this a lot. So of course, there are some things that are pretty uh, standard, right? There are cornerbacks. And there's a nickel corner, and we understand that. Um, and they have the play side corner and the back side corner. For some defenses, like with Donatel and Fangio, with the Broncos, they played sides. I believe Patrick Sotan was always on the on the right, I want to say. Um, and they had, like, that. that's it. So whether that was f- play side or back side or whatever, but a lot of coverages will, will uh, divide up play side and back side. Um, so you've got a front side corner, a back side corner. You've got a front side safety, back side safety. You have a Will, a Sam, a Mike. That's normal. Um, if you are familiar with those, if you're not familiar with those, it's just weak side, strong side. Weak side is Will, strong side is Sam. You get it. And then the middle is the Mike. And then they have the fourth linebacker. I'm going to call him the Jack linebacker. So he's the Jack. There's a position called Jack. And that guy is the kind of defensive end, outside linebacker hybrid type that we typically think of when we think of like 3-4. This guy is a pass rush specialist. He will be dedicated to the pass rush. This guy's going to be rushing rushing the passer four out of five times. So he is, in, in my opinion, functionally a defensive lineman. And that's why I say, eh, 4-3, four, 3-4, three, three, four, whatever. Um, this guy is functionally a defensive lineman, but he think Bradley Chubb. He does back off enough, where that's got to be a skill that he has. He has to have range and agility and stuff. But we're not going to have this dude man man up against any tight ends or anything like that. At least we're trying not to have that happen. And then we have the end, the tackle, and the nose, right? And we, we're pretty familiar with that. The end lines up around the tackle, uh, the offensive tackle, the defensive tackle lines up around the guard, and the nose lines up around the center, and that that's going to comprise your defensive line. Those are the positions. So we need a jack. We probably need a Sam because Anthony Barr technically isn't under contract, but we'll talk about that. We need a Will, um, and we'll call Eric Kendricks the mic. We need, uh, we'll need call Eric, uh, Daniil Hunter the end right now, but we'll talk about him as maybe the Jack. Um, we've got a tackle. We've got a nose. We've got one safety. We need the other safety, and we need all three corners. There's your needs. So let me start, I guess, by talking about the Jack. Um, and that's again it's defensive end slash outside linebacker hybrid and thinking back kind of referencing yesterday's episode go listen to that if you haven't yet um think about the skill set this person needs to have for one they need to be a physical edge setter they gotta hold people up and be they, they need to have that strength but because they're lining up in coverage a whole bunch you can't have this be in a fadio Denebo type or like a romeo aquara big like powerful, uh, defensive end. They need to be a little bit smaller. So you kind of need to look for a guy who plays bigger than he is, who's small and, and therefore quick enough to deal with rudimentary coverage assignments, but has the power and strength to hold up to an offensive lineman in, uh, in, in the run game. Hunter can do this job. He did this job, I think at UCLA or at, uh, at LSU back in college, um, so he he's done this job in the past and he can. I don't know if it's my favorite use of him because I kind of think any, any snap where Daniil Hunter isn't rushing the passer. It's kind of a waste of Daniil Hunter. Um, but I, I like I would like to play him more as the peer end, the Vaughn Miller side of the of the formation, not the Bradley Chubb side. Anthony Barr, a lot of people say he might want to play this role. I prefer him at Sam. We'll get to that. Here's a couple of names that I like. Zedaria Smith is one that's been thrown out a ton. Um, he's almost certainly going to be a cap casualty for Green Bay. Uh, he's We just hired his old outside linebackers coach from his years in green Bay that he really likes. And he's an absolute beast. Um, assuming you can make the cap work. That's a great thing, but here's another one. I will say Hassan Reddick. He is, uh, he did one year in Carolina. He had a pretty good year as a pass rusher. He's a very good edge setter and he's exactly that. He plays bigger than he is. Um, so he, he's not like a coverage linebacker by any stretch of the imagination. You shouldn't move him off the ball and play him at Mike. Uh, but I think he can do well enough in coverage and still plays bigger than he is. He's got a lot of quickness and stuff in his pass rush. His pass rush isn't complete, and he's certainly not a great option, but he might be an efficient one in a world where we kind of need that money-wise. I want to talk about, like, linebackers and stuff, secondary the whole deal, but first, let me talk to you about a good old gramble. Uh, It is basketball season I guess all oh, the tourneys are right around the corner the college tourneys coming around so I'm sure there's great bracket challenges and stuff at betonline.net they've got a player props builders so you can build all your weird old weirdo parlays that I know you all love to do you can also bet on hockey you can bet on baseball if they ever play it you can bet on soccer tennis uh, golf MMA even play your favorite Vegas casino games so head on over to betonline.net which is your one stop shop for all things news, odds, scores, and of course, placing your bets. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey, check it out. The Locked On NFL podcast is on YouTube, and Ross Jackson and I are on that thing every Tuesday, so come check us out there. As for this show, let's talk about linebackers. The Jack linebacker is functionally more of a defensive end than a linebacker, in my opinion at least. Um, so instead, let's move to the off-ball linebackers, and let's talk about the Sam, and I think Anthony Barr is a very good fit here if they can get him uh, back under contract for a reasonable way, you know, get the get the cap set up, um, but here's what you need from the Sam. If you think about what the Sam does, for one, the Sam is the blitzer in fire zone a lot, so you need an adept blitzer. It's kind of Anthony Barr's whole deal. Um, you need a quick twitch run defender. I say quick twitch not necessarily in terms of, like, get off, but somebody who's agile enough to to sift between gaps. This is going to be true of like every linebacker in this scheme because there's so much overlap. There's so much primary and secondary and crossing the face of an offensive lineman. It's not stack and shed a block so much, although I'm sure that's great if you can do it. It's more about setting somebody up and then flashing across their face really fast. You need good technique. You need good quickness to do that. Um, And then you need enough range to do curl flat zones and you need to cover tight ends sometimes. So I I do think Barr can do this job. I'm a little bit worried about him in man-to-man against a tight end, which this Sam job will have to do sometimes, um, but if you don't like Anthony Barr, one pending free agent that I like for it is Dante Hightower coming out of New England, I, and I think he's kind of got the same gig, and he's played this Sam thing in a 3-4 for a long time, and it's very good. He's familiar more with man match than zone match, but I, I he's a very smart player. I don't have any worries about having to teach him that. Um, honestly, though, like he's kind of old, and he's kind of got the same thing. He's not as fast as maybe you would want a linebacker to be, but this is the Sam backer. This guy is supposed to be a little bit more about power and A little bit more about run defense than the rangier guys that are a little lighter and a little bit more coverage oriented. Still, not a great answer in free agency here. Um, I, I don't love the, the Sam linebacker class. I love it a lot more for the coverage guys, which we'll talk about in a second, but maybe this is somebody to go for in the draft or something that you might just kind of have to have a bad player at here or bring in Anthony Barr, let him be old. And then you kind of got to limp through till somebody else gets better, or you have to hope like Chaz Surak gets really good at the sport all of a sudden, although he would probably land more in the will side. So we have a mic that's Eric Kendricks. And then let's talk about the will. This needs to be a rangy zone defender. This is like, honestly, can be like a guy that played safety in college. Um, and a lot of teams will do that they will draft a big safety who people say he's kind of slow for a safety and then they'll bulk him up and they'll put him at will backer Um, somebody who can carry a wide receiver on a crossing route but not necessarily have to carry that dude one-on-one on on, you know outside coverage or anything but if they are if, if you send cooper cup across the formation on a crossing route this is the will linebacker will oftentimes need to pick that guy up and cover it when when the time comes so think of like an Eric Wilson type, um, but somebody who can still play the run. That's kind of why Eric Wilson never really got the job he he got here because he couldn't play the run. So you need to be able to play the run some. You need to understand your gaps and you need to do that. And Eric Wilson, not only his size was a big problem, but also he had really, really big problems with gap discipline. Um, so you can't have that. But think about that, that like type of athlete, somebody who's a little smaller and that's okay if he gets, you know, knocked off the ball a little bit. He's the wheelbacker, um, but he's got to have Again, that same deal where he knows where he's supposed to flash across, he knows the gap he's supposed to be in, be nice and disciplined, and then be able to make plays on the ball. This guy's going to be the rat defender a lot in cover one. That means the guy who is playing an underneath zone in the middle, kind of looking to pick things off. So he's going to need to be heady and and read plays and stuff like that. Um, This is another one. I don't love the options available in free agency, but if I had to pick somebody available... I don't hate Jayon Brown, who's coming from Tennessee. Um, He missed a bunch of time with a knee injury that's going to help his price. But of course, you got to make sure that that's not like a big problem. And then he has that kind of skill set. He's very much like uh, a nickel linebacker, a guy that should come in and kind of only pass situations. Because of his health and because he's a lot smaller, he does struggle a lot in the run, um, but he's been in the league five, six years, and I I, I struggle to find, like, I'm kind of looking for a Goldilocks here, and I don't think I can find it. The closest thing I can think of is Jayon Brown, but this might be another one you want to look for in the draft, or this is the kind of thing where, hey, if Chaz Surratt learns how to play the position all of a sudden, this is where you put him. This year this guy might be Troy Die. He might have to earn a starting, you know, it might be a competition. Surratt, Troy Die, Blake Lynch, everybody get in there. Let's see who wins. Um if you bring Nick Vigil back, he could be maybe this guy. And like all in all, this is going to be tough. The, the Vikings are probably going to have a bad linebacker on the field next year. Like if you if you think about it, they they need three linebackers if you count the Jack as a linebacker and unless you plan on putting Daniel Hunter there, which I don't know is the the best idea. Um, I would love to keep Anthony Barr and put him at Sam. I think that's fine. Uh, But again, like he's old and he's got a bad knee, like he might be a total disaster next year. I'm okay with taking the chance, but uh, who knows, right? And then we're going to have a job that with guys that need to be like savvy and able to flash into gaps. And the best we can do for that is like Troy Dye, who very much is not that. So, I I don't know what we do here at linebacker. I don't know if the answer is in free agency, and I think if you're going to swing money around, if you're going to make a bunch of cap space and swing money around in free agency, you probably look elsewhere. But I set out to answer the question. The best answer I got is Jayon Brown, Dante Hightower. Bring me those linebackers, I guess. I want to talk about the secondary. I want to talk about the corners and all that stuff. The Vikings sure need a whole bunch of corners, so we have to talk about those guys as well. So, let's talk about these corners. Uh, So with corners in the fangio scheme I, w- thinking about the coverages we talked about yesterday cover 1 that's man coverage you got to be a dog you got to just line up and beat the guy cover 6 a lot of times you'll have a deep quarter or a, or um uh an underneath walling responsibility you got to be in press and jam people um you need physical corners like you need bigger guys i think and man coverage guys i want a press dude that's scary to go up against um i kind of like the skill set wise, the scheme fit that Cameron Dansler has for this, he needs to be a better corner. I don't know if he is a, a starting quality corner, but I do think the skills he does have fit very well with the sort of often cover one thing we're doing here. I think in Zimmer's scheme, I do think there was a problem there and, and the problems that Dansler had were all very mental. And That's because the, the cover seven thing and learning the rules, he would mess that up a lot and putting him in a situation where it's like hey that calls just like one lurk dude like you just have the guy across from you go beat him go be a dog um i think he's better at that because he does kind of play like he is he's a dog a little bit like he's got that mentality and i love that in a corner and i want to utilize that so i don't i don't hate the the uh vibe there for him to like stay on the roster i don't know if he's a starting quality guy though so i still see this as a need as three needs at corner cornerback 1 cornerback 2 and a nickel Um, so with that in mind, man corner, press man type corner is what I want. Uh, Stefan Gilmore is a compending free agent. (laughs) Let's reach for the sky, baby. And I I think he kind of got buried. He kind of got forgotten in Carolina a little bit. Teams aren't going to forget him as much as fans do, but I don't know if he got all that much press in Carolina because Carolina is a wasteland. Um, so I, that might depress his value. Sometimes the economics can work that way in, in a very strange and counterintuitive sense. Sometimes that can happen, and I would love to take advantage of it if it does. Um, also, one guy I really like, Treverius Ward from Kansas City. Um, he had a sneaky good season in man coverage, and I think utilizing him in a Fangio system would be, like, pretty sick. There's also a lot of, like, old Fangio guys, like Bryce Callahan's around as as a nickel corner. Um, it's a little more scheme agnostic nickel corner. I mean, playing slot corner when you're in a cover seven in an old Zimmer scheme, the slot corner has a lot more responsibilities. Um, and in this one, it's, it's when, especially when you're playing man coverage, it's a little bit more standard. You're the nickel. You're the guy covering the shifty slot corner. Um, you know, you're going up against everybody's, I keep saying Cooper cup cause I can't think of another slot receiver right now. Scotty Miller, you're going up against everybody's Scotty Miller. Um, and, and, I, so Bryce Callahan has had that job for a long time, and I think he's done it at a, at a high level for a long time, and he's just never gotten paid that much because that's just how nickel corners work in, in the markets. There's just a market ec- economics to it. I, I think I've pined for Bryce Callahan like every year. I've had this podcast and we are doing it again. I like Bryce Callahan a lot. Um, so I would love to bring in those guys. There's There you go. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, Traverius Ward, and of course Patrick Peterson too. I would I, I would be okay bringing in Patrick Peterson. I don't know if this is the greatest scheme fit for him. I think that quarters scheme, the cover seven that Zimmer ran, was a great scheme fit for him. And I think if he's if he's going to be his best, he should stay in it. Um, but I don't think he'd be bad in this because again, we're not asking him to do man across the board. We're not asking him to be Superman anymore. Um, he still would have, I mean, he would very often have like underneath zones, curl flat zones and stuff. That's easy. That's that's like the easiest thing you can ask quarters, corners to do. That's the infamous 7-11 thing from the Zimmer quote. Um, so I, I don't think it would be terrible for him. And of course, I like having a veteran in to bring the young guys along and all that stuff. Um, but I, I don't know if he's, it's like, it's okay. It's an okay scheme fit. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm less excited knowing more about the scheme. I'm less excited about Peterson than I used to be, but I am by no means against it. And then finally, we need a safety opposite Harrison Smith. Kevin O'Connell talked about how exciting Harrison Smith is, and I super agree. If you think about the job that, like, the weak side safety has in the Fangio scheme, there's a lot of deception to it. There's a lot of, is he going to trigger downhill? Is he going to play over the top? Is he going to do a robber zone? Is he going to go man cover somebody? And you don't really know. And Harrison Smith's really good at leveraging that uncertainty by not only Um, you know, being kind of sneaky and cagey about what he's going to do pre-snap, you know, ambiguous uh, alignments and stuff like that and mixing up his alignments. But also, he'll just feign something else. He'll trigger downhill before the snap, then come back up. And that totally screws up the quarterback's read, and it gives him a whole bunch more to think about. And quarterbacks hate playing him because of that. Aaron Rodgers talks about this all the time. Uh, Quarterbacks that have played Harrison Smith a bunch talk about this all the time. Um, So, yeah, he's, he's good for that role. Opposite him... You need a free safety that's like rangy. And it's not like a pure center fielder. I'm not looking for Earl Thomas here because this guy will have to be in the box sometimes. And sometimes the the safety, the strong side safety will rotate down like that is part of it. And there are variants and stuff where he's the one doing all the jobs. So you need a decent amount of versatility. But this guy will probably spend the majority of his snaps over the top. I do not hate Xavier Woods again. And I liked Xavier Woods when he was here. I, I know he had a couple of, of like really high profile bad plays that everybody kind of stakes their entire evaluation on, like the one time he messed up against Marquez Valdez Scantling against the Packers. Um, but I, I don't hate it. The other thing about this safety is that this safety is gonna, uh, and we need a tight end eraser at safety. Um, so like a J. Ron curse would rule if he would be willing to come back to Minnesota. Um, his problem was with Zimmer specifically. So I don't know if he actually has any problem with Minnesota or any of the Brett. I don't know. Maybe he has a problem with Rob Brzezinski or something like that. But like, I wouldn't hate that. But if you don't want to retread of an old Viking that we already know, if you want somebody new off the board, kind of like Quandre Diggs, who is a pending free agent. I don't know what his deal is in Seattle or if they're going to extend him or whatever. You'd have to listen to Locked On Seahawks and Corbin Smith for that. Uh, but he does have some man experience against tight ends from the days when he would play like a nickel corner, um, so he does have some man-to-man experience, and he's a he's a good physical safety, um, and, he, and he's a quality player. I, I would like Quandre Diggs, and he certainly wouldn't come at the top of a very flooded safety market with Marcus May and Marcus Williams and Turin Matthew and all these guys hitting that market. Those they, like there's going to be there's always a big glut of, of safeties, and Quandre Diggs is kind of a lower tier one. Um, or at least a second tier one. And I think that's a great place to target. That'd be a very efficient place to go if you can't end up landing somebody like Marcus Williams, who's just like very good at the sport. And like, yeah, go get that guy. Go get that guy. The scheme doesn't matter. But assuming you can't get that guy because of cap problems, a Quandra Diggs, I think, would be a decent option. Um, again, I just threw out a bunch of names. This is a brainstorm. This is not me saying let's get every single one of these guys. It's a brainstorm. So uh, I don't know. If you have any other ones, let me know what you think. You can send it to me at LukeBronnFL or at Lockdown Vikings. Leave a YouTube comment if you're watching on YouTube, uh, about what, what free agent defensively, what free agent didn't I mention that you're super into? I'm sure I forgot some. So yeah, hit me up with that. Um, tomorrow I got hopefully something really fun and special. If that doesn't go, if that doesn't happen, we'll figure something else out. Um, but I don't want to tell you about it just yet. So I'm going to just tease a little. It's fun. I promise. <laughs> so uh, come back for that. In the meantime, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Get yourself ready to go for that. Draft is coming up. It's it's closer than you think. It's less than two months away. So start priming yourself. I will see you all tomorrow. And as always, skull.